You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. This is Heaven Bent. I'm Tara Jean Stevens. Welcome to this bonus episode, Show Me the Toes. On March 14th, 2023, something miraculous happened at James River Church. According to some people, anyway. James River is a Pentecostal megachurch in Springfield, Missouri, with its lead pastor, John Lindell. And he told his congregation that on March 14th at their very church, a woman's amputated toes re-grew. And James River has made countless miracle claims, but this one, it was really something. I mean, spontaneous regeneration? Right before their eyes with new bones and new nails? It's what Bill Johnson from Bethel Church calls a creative miracle. And Bill Johnson was the guest speaker that service at James River Church, telling the congregation in the moments leading up to this miracle that he's seen God replace missing kidneys and cure colorblindness on the spot. And we're going to explore this story, this episode, through the point of view of someone who wants to remain anonymous. He's the creator of the website, wait for it, showmethetoes.com. I know that you want to remain anonymous, but before we get into the toes, what do you want to share with me briefly about who you are and why you care about this? So I am a, um, you know, identify as a Christian. I, I live locally in the place where the, the church is, and I actually have family members that attend James River Church. And, you know, at one time I actually attended that church myself in two different times. So, um, you know, I'm very familiar with it, but, you know, um, things started to get crazy a couple of years ago and I've just kind of paid attention peripherally. And, you know, one, when, when, this claim happened um at that point it was you know kind of started out as a joke but we started kind of paying more attention and i started to really say hey this is this is getting out of hand this is ridiculous we need to uh to pay a little bit more attention and with such an unbelievably sensational claim like toes regrowing a lot of people started paying attention especially thanks to a well-meaning member of the congregation who posted about it on her Facebook page. And it was this post that is really responsible for spreading the story much, much further than the pulpit. Yes. So a lady posted about the story and, you know, put all of the information, you know, the the subject of this story, the lady who said her toes regrew has a very tragic backstory. She's somebody who um she had divorced a a man he was her ex-husband she was in a relationship with a female and um i don't know exactly what the motivator was but he came back and tried to kill her and successfully he killed her her significant other her girlfriend and um put her in the hospital she was in a coma for two months so she has a really tragic backstory they identified her this Facebook post went viral, and then it just kind of went nuts with people chiming in that knew her and knew all about her. And I think when it was all said and done, it was shared like 900 times, and there were thousands and thousands of comments on there. 
but that's where I started paying attention and thought, okay, something, something's up. This is not, you know, obviously the, the claim is crazy. I didn't believe it, but you know, or I was skeptical of it. Still I'm skeptical of it, but the, the post and the information that was shared, even, even her, you know, she herself got on there and commented on the post. It just, um, you know, just started to go kind of nuts at that point. What's her reputation then? You've read all the comments, you know, people who know her and don't know her, you know, trauma aside, what kind of reputation does she have as just a person who you can trust or not trust with a story like this? I have a lot of information about her, a lot of stuff that's been shared with me. I've really tried to not post anything publicly because I, I, you know, her being a victim of domestic abuse and a survivor, I, you know, the, the, the onus to me or the or what I want to focus everything on is the claim being made and, and whether or not it's true. Again, I don't I don't want to judge her and I don't want to think that somebody can't be, you know, have redemption or change or something like that. I want to make that crystal clear. Just a little aside, I have not personally done any research myself into the woman who claims her toes regrew. He has. But still worthy of note is that this is just one man's opinion. Well, let's talk then about, you know, your feelings about the credibility, let's say, about the leaders involved here. So on this pod, we know about Bill Johnson because season two was an exploration of his church, Bethel Church in Redding, California. But for most of us, Pastor John Lindell is new to us. So he's the leader of a megachurch. I know that. What else is there to know about him? And I guess he used to be your pastor? You know, at one point I did attend there. Um, you know, I never was involved, you know, deeply or anything like that. And actually, I am keenly aware of Bill Johnson. I have been for about 15 years. So uh, as soon as they started bringing around people from Bethel Church, that was that was the point where I told my wife, hey, we're going to go someplace else and, and not attend here anymore. But historically, while it's always been a mega church, I think there's some aspect of, of what you see in mega churches, right? The prosperity gospel, a uh, an emphasis on giving and giving money and tithing and things like that. I think they've always prayed for healing, but it it's transitioned from you know where a traditional church will will have people come forward, anoint them with oil, pray over them, and you know ask God to heal them to this this point a couple years ago where they're claiming that there there's just thousands of people being healed and they really shifted their belief system over to to what we're seeing from Bethel Church with this you know you know I have different ways that I categorize it but I I say you know ultimately it's an end times type movement and they've really shifted over that way and they've really put the emphasis on these supernatural experiences being slain in the spirit healing happening just all the time you know really a very self-serving i guess like way of looking at the gospel but you know at one point it was not like that but it is they're they're all in at this point it is it is very much a bethel light type environment they even had their own leadership college the same type of same type of thing as the supernatural school of ministry maybe not as extreme but similar and and john lindell I mean, is he a good man? Do you, I mean, do you think that there's deception going on here? Or as I'm constantly discovering as I explore the charismatic movement more, it just seems like there's a lot of really good people, but sometimes things get a little uh, a little gray and messy when it comes to miracle claims. 
so I'll frame up my opinion of John this way is that I think there are certain hallmarks of good leaders as a leader. I don't believe he possesses the hallmarks of a good leader. And what I mean by that is that, you know, if leadership over time has a lot of turnover and has a lot of people that leave the organization, that to me does not lend itself to that person being a good leader. You know, if a new leader comes in, you'll see turnover up front, but over time that normally stabilizes James River churns through through people at a pretty significant clip. And what I've really observed over the years is that people that have worked directly for him, when they are are done working for him or they no longer attend the church, most of them they get as far away as possible and most people are terrified to speak out about it from from my observation now you know somebody could come out and say hey i've worked for him he's the best boss i've ever had i've never heard somebody say say that the only thing i've heard is is massive turnover people terrified of of crossing him or terrified i've heard of, of extreme temper tantrums to the point where his spouse had to come talk him down and get him to leave the building you know and 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 uh, meetings for the staff. So um, yeah, I, I do not hold an opinion. I think he is a, a gifted, talented speaker. I think he's a phenomenal public speaker. There's no denying that he's absolutely gifted order, but as far as a quality leader and somebody who I would look at as a, a good person, I don't hold that opinion of him. Over the last few weeks, John Lindell has refused the outcry for proof of this miracle. And the reason that he gives for not providing any evidence is that he says he is less interested in proving to people what he knows God did than he is protecting sheep in his congregation who are vulnerable, meaning Chrissy. And just so you know, James River Church and Chrissy herself, neither of them responded to my requests for comment. It's not just this miracle, though. I mean, it's this whole uh, extreme healing movement that we're seeing and the unsettling of the toes miracle. The joke about it and how we got focused on the toes was was a conversation between me and my wife. As this thing went on for about 24 hours, we were rolling our eyes, like laughing about it. And and I said, if the toes are real, show me the toes. And my wife joked around, said, show me the toes.com. I went and checked it and it was available for a dollar. So I bought the domain and I built a website extremely fast and I put it out there and then it just kind of went haywire from there. But the other claims that they're making are just as extreme. I mean, people claiming that they've had titanium, they had a child in a video, a nine-year-old in a video claiming that he had a titanium plate in his head that prayer dissolved that plate. It's no longer there. They've had people claim to be healed of dementia, epilepsy, Asperger's syndrome, uh, autism. And, you know, this is very the- similar to what happens at Bethel Church, which I explored again for, you know, for for season two. And there were so many times that I came across videos where Bill Johnson and others are saying, we have evidence. We have doctors. That say, These are proven miracles. And I am more than four years into researching you know, the charismatic churches and Pentecostal churches. And, you know, and I still haven't found any evidence of a miracle. Not one. I've been begging Zero. for it. Zero. I've been begging Zero. for it. And, 
their their heroes, the people that they claim, you know, the the and I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast, the Smith Wigglesworth, you know, the people that they claim have done these things. Smith Wigglesworth, a British evangelist and influential in the early Pentecostal church. And I've never brought up Smith Wigglesworth specifically, but he's in the same camp as some of the evangelists that I have brought up on this pod before. We're talking about people like Catherine Coleman and Amy Semple McPherson. We have no need to doubt God. God lives. God's word is true. God's word has been proven. Say amen. No Jesus Christ is their healer. Also in this camp of famous Pentecostal faith healers, you've got guys like Benny Hinn and William Branham. And you believe that Jesus Christ makes you well? I do. Father God, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, on the authority of God's word by a dying woman, I ask this evil thing to leave her. Satan, you are exposed. So come out of the woman as the Church of the Living God calls for you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. It's all gone from her. The, the garter has left her. Cancer, gone. Tuberculosis, gone. You're in a wheelchair? Not anymore. Some of these famous, famous leaders, Smith Wigglesworth included, even talked about people being raised from the dead. You cannot find verifiable evidence of any of those claimed miracles outside of hearsay the the stories that they tell the things like uh they you know they the this movement props up these people as if they're some sort of heroes that almost like superheroes that possess some supernatural pipeline to god himself and you can't verify any of that stuff everything is hearsay i mean there's volumes of books written about these men that it's all a friend of a friend there's no documentation and to pretend what bothers me is to pretend as if there wasn't a way even back then in the early 1900s to document this is is absurd. I mean, the amount of footage that we have from World War One to verify uh, injuries and, and things that people had during that time, it was even possible then to document whether one of these miracles had happened or not, yet you can find no proof of it. Let's get into where you sit on if miracles are even possible. Healing, healing miracles, the kinds that they're claiming in, in this church and others. Do you believe that, you know, faith healings are possible as a Christian? You know, as a Christian, I do believe that if God wanted to heal somebody, he could. You know, as an example, actually, I have a, a, a friend whose uncle had um, stage four cancer. He had a tumor the size of a football inside of him. And he was he was told that he had a month left to live. Well, he, he was operated on. And, you know, they had been praying for him. So he's operated on. They removed, removed the tumor and somehow contained the cancer. And he made a full recovery with like less than 1% odds. You know, I would categorize them as like, oh, he's a medical miracle. Look what happened there. So, you know, I don't know. Did God intervene in that? I don't know. I can't prove that. But I'd like to say that that's, you know, that that's a miracle. But I I am with you is that I don't see any evidence of these type of miracles that they're claiming. And I would love to, Limbs see, it. I would love to see it. I would I would love to be not I proven would, wrong, but to be absolutely gobsmacked 
with evidence of a miracle. Like, please give it to me. Put it in my hands. Let me tell the world. I'd leave the showmethetoes.com website up for now until the end of time with the evidence posted on there showing what happened. And I, I would stand by that claim. Like I would, I would say, here it is, here's the evidence, but uh, they, they'll just gloss over it. I mean, I don't think that we're going to see anything obviously, but the, the content coming out of there makes it, I mean, every week they're saying something absurd. So it's not, it's not like that's going to stop, but I mean, they, it, it, it's almost like scary. Like talk about it's like the concept of the toes thing and the website stuff is funny. And I put some stuff out on social media that is entertaining or funny here and there, but I, you know, I hope the listener can hear that. I, I take it seriously. I, I think there's an inherent danger of what's going on that really, really makes me uncomfortable. So you've clearly put, you know, considerable time and effort into launching showmethetoast.com, which I will say I howled out loud when I saw <laughs> that you had done that because I, I just could not believe I I could believe it. I could believe it. But I'm just curious, you know, I mean, you sort of touched on it there, but what's a dream ending scenario for how this story plays out in your mind? I think no matter what the truth is going to come out that we're going to find out that her toes did not regrow and that that's going to you know that's why the website's there it is a wedge between them and the claim that they made i mean what is she going to do literally keep her feet wrapped up forever nobody's ever going to see the lady's bare feet ever again like i don't think that that's a possibility and the end scenario for me would be that that james river church john lindell whatever would have to admit the deception that was going on and you know regardless of it i think that you know i think there's people that i know there's people that are angry at me i mean i've got some emails a lot of all caps type emails um but i've had probably 10 times as many people thanking me for putting the website up and sending me messages but the dream scenario would be for the 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 light to shine on this deception to show that it's not real that this isn't you know, as a Christian, you're not, you know, I'm not putting my faith in somebody's ability to work a miracle. You know, I, I believe it's about salvation and I don't want to, um, you know, hurt anybody's faith, but I also don't think it's okay for somebody like a John Lundell to build somebody's faith up artificially. I, w- I would like him to, to have to admit that he was, he was either deceived or trying to deceive. I, that, that would be the dream scenario. I should have brought this up a little bit earlier, but one term that seems to be thrown around in regards to this story, which is new to me, maybe not to you, is the use of this term creative miracle. Is that something that you've heard a lot or is this is this new to to the sort of the this world of conversation? Creative miracles. That was was new to me. So Okay, good. Because it kind of I was like, I kind of know about this world. Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, you've you've researched Bethel. You've you've done your homework there. They remind me a lot of the kid when you're playing playing a made up game as a kid, and you start beating that person who wants to win, and they keep changing the rules. <laughs> That's what Bethel reminds me of. So they come up with new terminology like creative miracle because they want to differentiate that from healing. That it's something different the mechanism however it works in their mind is different they always have some sort of a weird 
roundabout way of, of dealing with it. So you'd mentioned from reading the Heaven Bent description on Apple Podcasts or wherever that you figured me and you had a bunch of parallel experiences. Can you tell me what you think those those are? Well, you know, I grew up in an assembly church. Um, you know, I would say that I was probably more on the mild side of Pentecostalism, where, you know, there was some speaking in tongues, praying for healing, but I can't say that I remember people falling out in my church or or having any crazy things like that. Although there were plenty of events that we participated in, whether it be youth, youth events, yeah, youth events or conferences that we went to, and then you would see the extreme portions of that. And um, you know, luckily, I never bought into that. And and it's really weird, um, you know, people that I know like. I, I feel like there's this, there's certain people that almost get discouraged in that movement because they, they're like wondering why they're not experiencing it. And I never felt that way. Like there was something wrong with me. I just never would participate in something that if I, if it wasn't genuine, I wasn't going to fake it till I make it. And I think that, um, that, that always kind of kept me on the side of, I try to be the same all the time. So, so I'm the same with you on the phone as I am with people I work with, as I am with my wife. I'm, I try to be the same person. So I don't ever have to worry about how I'm acting. And, and somehow that's, that's kept me out of trouble, I guess, in those movements, but I just can't fake it till I make it. And I think that there's a lot of that in that, that movement. There's a lot of people that this cognitive dissonance, they, they suspend disbelief to participate in this because they feel like that's what makes them fit in. And then it makes me even more mad. And I just want to like really expose everything that's going on because I hate that for people. It's such a, uh, it's such a trap that they're caught in. So you're familiar and kind of curious, I guess, about the same world that I researched for Heaven Bent. And I was wondering if maybe you're familiar with the subject for my upcoming season, which is season four. I'm exploring the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. Are you aware sure. of it at all? Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. Hit me with your impression of it. So a lot of what we're, you know, I think a lot of what we see at Bethel, you know, and a lot of the word of faith, what comes out of, you know, what comes out of here is we, we look back at, at IHOP and kind of what went on at, at IHOP. And I would say that at this point, if I were to, to ballpark it, I'd say maybe like 20 years ago. Now, some of the names I might get messed up or whatever, but um, I believe Bob Jones is probably involved a little bit with IHOP. I'm not sure if you've researched that or, or not. Yeah, um, I think that's definitely I, one of the fascinating yeah. parts of the season. He is the, yeah. or was, he's he's passed now, but he was the primary prophet, especially for the founding days of IHOP. And yeah. man, did he make some wild prophecies. Oh yeah, crazy stuff. But some of them the that came I'm... true though, like 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 a you know, predicting that a, a a comet that nobody knew was coming would streak through the sky on a certain day, giving them, you know, confirmation they were on the right path at IHOP. And guess what? On that day, there was oh like gosh. a really crazy comet that nobody <laughs> knew was coming. So it does yeah. it does create a really interesting conversation about what's going on there. It's crazy though when you you have that. Do I believe that he really knew a comet was coming? No, no, I don't. I don't believe that. I think he probably <laughs> probably got lucky. But um, but yeah, I think that uh, IHOP, it, you know, in Bethel, that whole movement is is one and the same. All the names cross over. They've all tried to lend validity to each other. Um, 
Oh, see, but that's where you get into this conversation, especially when it comes to, you know, major leadership of these churches are, are they nefarious? Are they just like, hey, all these people and their money and my power. I think that it's so much more interesting to examine it in a way of like their heart is in the right place. They believe in Jesus. They are the most extreme, legit Christians that you can imagine. They've just somehow gone astray within that world and because of their fundamental beliefs. I mean, I, I don't know. I, do, I don't I don't think Bill Johnson, I don't look at him as somebody who's a good person. I really don't. I mean, I think that that they always blame the victim. So you have somebody who comes up and, you know, James Rivers done the same thing. They've said, if you, you can lose your healing. So if you have a lack of faith, you can lose your healing. So they have this like this trump card where somebody can come back and they always blame the person that it happened to. So if it's a financial downfall, somebody has it's because they didn't give enough if it's that their healing didn't stick that they weren't actually healed it's oh you were healed but you didn't have enough faith and i have a hard time thinking somebody that would do that to somebody especially older people who are at end of life and, and maybe dealing with a, a major medical diagnosis to come back and tell them that they're not they don't have enough faith and create a faith crisis at the end of their life i have a hard time believing those people come are, are doing it from a good place I am I'm more skeptical, I guess, than you, than you when it comes to that. I love it how you're the Christian in this conversation and you have less faith in it than I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, I'm going to promise you to do my very best in looking into the International House of Prayer. And I hope you listen and find it interesting. And I hope that you will promise me that if you have any updates on showmethetoes.com that you'll let me know. Yeah, I just think right now the the water's bubbling, but it hasn't completely boiled over. And and who knows, maybe this will be the catalyst to to crank it up to the next level. But um, I'm, I'm just here asking for the truth. So we'll see if they ever provide anything or not. Coming up on the next episode of Heaven Bent. Someone took my shoe off and my sock off. They anointed my foot with oil. In a really unexpected turn of events. I couldn't see my foot for a while because hands were all over my foot, right? I can't wait to share with you my conversation with Chrissy Dines. I just know that um, I was, well, first I was really glad I had taken a shower <laughs> with my feet, you know? And then, but second, I just know that um, I've never experienced anything like that.